Guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. So the economy in Dubai is really doing well at the moment. All the statistics are pointing in the right direction. Uh, sectors like the property sector are on fire and we just see so many things happening. As usual, every week I bring up the many events that are taking place, but this week seems to be even more. I was at Dubai Art uh, opening night last night. Uh, there's also the International Boat Show taking place in addition to events like the tennis uh, as well. So there's so much happening around the city. Um, and this week we have a really interesting interview uh, all around uh, online draws and a successful business story uh, from the UAE. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This week we have another great guest businessman, successful businessman in Dubai, Farid Samji. He's the CEO of eWings, also known as Mazuz, and we'll hear a lot about that. Uh, the managing operator of Mazuz, uh, they are the GCC's first ever digital weekly draw, granting participants the chance to win millions, and they've had many winners, which we'll hear all about. So we'll hear about the story of Mazuz, uh, marketplace and the competition, and then their, their plans for the future. Good morning, Farid. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And thanks for coming in. So, yeah, uh, tell us, uh, you know, how do you tell people what Mazuz is? Well, uh, Mazuz uh, in Arabic actually means luck. Uh, we started out a little over two years ago. And if you recall, uh, there was a lot of doom and gloom around. Uh, COVID had just uh, arrived. <laughs> Uh, businesses were questioning their business models. Uh, where will the consumption come from? I know of a lot of uh, blue chip companies were laying off staff. Staff and we consist in, UA in the UAE primarily of a large expat population. And it was as if the carpet was pulled underneath people's feet. And they didn't know what to do. Do they go back home? Do they stick around, ride the storm out? But in short, there was a lot of doom and gloom. That was two, two three years ago. Mm. And here is Masus. And the planning went in uh, into this uh, before the onset of COVID. And then the question is, do we launch what we want to do? And so what were the ethos of launching? Mm. And the ethos were UAE is a land of opportunity. There's absolutely no doubts about it. Mm. There are so many um, stories out there where people made it and they really made it from a lot of those stories are rags to riches mm. story. Sheer hard work, being ambitious, getting the right environment, the right infrastructure, and obviously the credit has to go to the UAE leadership here mm. for making sure that they give you an enabling environment to prosper. Mm. If you're willing to put in the shift in and work hard and, and be out there, then the infrastructure was there to do what you wanted to do. So UAE has attracted a lot of people. And I arrived here 24 years ago. Mm. Uh, from the UK. I'm originally from East Africa, from Tanzania. Oh, wow. I'm of Indian origin, but my family has been there for over 100 years in East Africa. Go to UK, I study, go to university, do my undergrad, my postgrad. I have some friends from the UAE and from the GCC, and they say, hey, come to this part of the world and there's opportunity here. So even me, uh, as Farid, was attracted to UAE because of the promise that was there, because of the opportunities that would be here. So a lot of people, expats, come here because of the opportunities, because of hope, mm. because of making it one day. Mm. And then there is this whole notion of 
Yes, you work hard. Yes, you get a decent job. Yes, you enjoy the lifestyle. But what is it out there uh, that you can probably participate that can help you realize that dream by participating in, say, some draws? And there were some very popular draws existing at that point in time. Mm. Mazuz looked at that space and said, Yes, but the point of entry is very high, very expensive. Maybe the frequency is too long once a month. What can we do about it? How can we ensure that people have fun, they contribute one way or the other towards making their dreams come true? UAE where a lot of dreams are realized. Mm. So is this something that can combine the notion of hope, UAE, realizing your dreams, and it shouldn't be expensive. Mm. And on the flip side of it, as a company, can we help achieve all that? But at the same time, can we make some money? Mm. And when we are making money, can we also have some grassroots impact, serious CSR based approach yeah not just ribbon cutting not just contributing for the sake of creating headlines genuine grassroots impact to the communities in which we dwell in can we do that hmm. and that's how mazuz came into the picture it was ticking all those boxes amazing yes wow now, thanks for the background it's fascinating so i want to touch into a little bit about what you described about the UAE, et cetera. But just for people who aren't f familiar with Mazuz, it's been going two years. Yes. Uh, it's a weekly draw. Yes. And how does one participate and what's the opportunity? What are the winnings? Sure. Let me uh, elaborate on that a little bit. Mazuz uh, has evolved over time. Mm. It started off as a weekly draw once a week. And... And the participation was that you first register on our website or on the app. Uh, you purchase a bottle of water. Okay. Uh, you purchase for 35 dirhams. Uh, and that bottle gets uh, donated to the needy. People in building construction sites, people in labor camps, people in uh, environments where it's hard. Uh, and tough. These are the people who actually help uh, UAE grow and be where it is. So uh, once you make the purchase as a participant, you get to pick five numbers as it stands, mm. five numbers out of 49. Mm. And you enter the draw and that's the draw. Every Saturday, at bank on nine o'clock UAE time, that's when the draw takes place. And it's 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 a really well made draw and I, I recommend people to to watch that. It's live uh, on YouTube. Hmm. And uh, you can access it through the YouTube, you can access it through our website, you can access it through our apps. Hmm. The draw takes place and there's a lot of uh, content in the draw. Uh, there are some mini competitions sometimes on the draw. There is where the money goes, our CSR activities are elaborated. There are winner stories on that. And there's a live draw that takes place. Now, the winning is as follows. If you picked five numbers, and if all those five numbers turn out to be correct, in any order, by the way, then you'll walk away with 10 million dirhams. Wow. That's a top prize. Yeah. Every week. Does now, some weeks... Does that roll over? No, so there is no rollover. It's a plain week. vanilla, we call it. It is 10 million every week. Mm. And uh, sometimes you do have winners. Sometimes you don't because people didn't pick those five numbers that uh, came out. And mm. it's a live draw. Mm. It's a live machines. Um, but we do have four correct balls out of the five. And there are several. There are 20, 30 people who did choose who got four out of five correct. Yeah. That prize is a million dirhams and it gets shared. 
So if there are 20 winners, they share the 1 million. If there are 50, 40, 35, but typically it ranges from around 20 to around 50 people actually winning. Per, Obviously, per there week. are outliers every week. Oh, wow. Uh, but they share the 1 million pot. Yeah. So they end up getting 20,000, 40,000, 50,000. Hmm. And then there's a third tier prize. You get three correct out of five and you still walk away with 350 dirhams. Hmm. And we have thousands. Hmm. We have 1,500 people, we have 2,000 people, but typically above 1,000 people. Hmm. Week in, week out, each one getting 350 dirhams. Besides the draw, which we call the grand draw, we have a raffle. So there's guaranteed winners there. Hmm. 100,000 each, three winners every week. In addition to the draw, walk away with 100,000 dirhams each. And there are three such winners. Hmm. This is the current format. We did tweak this format recently as part of our value addition endeavor. We actually launched a Friday draw. And the Friday draw was just a draw with one top tier prize. Hmm. That was a bit different. You had to choose six numbers out of 39. Okay. So the odds are a bit different there. Yeah. Uh, and the top prize of 10 million. And if somebody who chose six numbers out of 39 got all six correct, they would walk away with 10 million dirhams in prize. Hmm. All these prizes, all these prizes are, uh, you get access to participating in those draws by a mere fact of 35 dirhams purchase okay. of the water bottle. Okay, so you can, so with the 35 dirhams for the Friday, you're in the Friday and the Saturday, Saturday draw. So Friday draw is essentially a free yeah. for you getting into the Saturday and then the Friday is a free. Quite cool. Um, amazing. So I want to talk about logistics and things like that, but just sort of top line, um, E-Wings is the sort of parent company of Mizzou's. Is that, does that have other things there as well? And yes. how did you, what's your background that you kind of said, hey, I'm, I'm going to be able to pull this off? Very good. So... Uh, I uh, come from the uh, investment banking, private equity, asset management background. I have worked with uh, uh, in the UAE for over 24 years now. And some of the places I've worked are National Bank of Abu Dhabi, which is fab. I've worked with Credit Suisse, India FC. I've worked with Sheikh Zayed's private office. I've worked with a few boutique investment banks uh, back in the days. Uh, in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. So my background has been investments uh, right across. This opportunity came to us as a, a greenfield idea. It was an idea. Uh, and there were some people looking to see, can we do something? It was purely an idea that, that, that ended up on the table. And I'm, 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 I'm so proud to see where we've reached because I was involved from the very first day from game design, because there's a lot of math that goes into, and I have a math background. So anything that there is math, uh, I love it. I did my math degree in Edinburgh, in Scotland. Uh, at so university. This is kind so of probability and things like that. It is probability, it is stochastics. It's, it's all about um, uh, concentration of, of, of odds, uh, the likelihood of odds, you know, uh, how do you risk manage it? Uh, and you and actually studied that in Edinburgh? Well, so. I studied the math part of yeah. it. I just applied that math. Yeah. So it was second nature to me when people were talking, uh, you know, statistics behind yeah. it and the likelihoodness and how people choose and, 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 and the concentration of it and, you know, whether it's, there is normality involved. I don't want to go into that, but if there's all the, those concepts are very second nature to me and I understood it very well. Okay, uh, there's a lot of contracts that go to it. And then there is a fintech aspect to it because we are primarily a digital uh, product when you think of it. Uh, everything is seamless. Uh, then there was this whole notion of payment gateways coming into the picture. Then there is, there's a lot of effort that goes into where we have arrived today. Mm. There's social media. There's a very strong PR and comms. There is a lot, there's a CSR team behind it. There is a marketing team that is traditional media and there's the digital media set. There's customer service. There is a winner's engagement mm. uh, element to it. There's a whole finance part to it, 
where things are are accounted for and people do get paid on time mm. because remember you are making payments alone every week to 2000 winners every week close to 2000 winners every week yeah. and you have to ensure that things are done the right way mm. and on time definitely otherwise yeah. you're going to have problems how does that work like it, uh, so i'm buying the bottle do i put in my details and or do i put in my bank details after i'm notified i'm a winner that's right so you the registration is very seamless very easy uh, you register with your mobile number with your email and you're in and then you participate and there are several payment methods we've got uh, where people can participate uh, and it consists of both options there's a cash option and there is a Uh, a card option, hmm. uh, and we are looking at several ways to enhance that. This year, we're going to see us enhance that offering, whereby uh, to reach out a lot more. Uh, and if you're a winner, you can again uh, redeem your prize money. So you have your account, and the moment you're a winner, you are notified yeah. by SMS or by email or in your app. You're notified. You're a winner. And then you have the option, depending on how much you've won, whether you've won 350 dirhams or you've won 40,000 dirhams or 50,000 dirhams, and, or if you have won the top prize, uh, depending on what kind of winner you are, uh, you have options to withdraw those funds. Now, obviously, with higher sums, we have to follow the central bank regulations. There's KYC, there's AML to ensure that it's all legit, it's all good. Um, Uh, and people are being paid who have a decent record. Uh, they're not dodgy people, and we haven't faced anything like that, thank God. But we do, we do do the checks, the governance, the governance, of that, and the compliance aspect of it. And we have a, comp a comp very competent compliance team that does it in a very seamless manner. So there's no hassles. Even the top winners, they do get paid. We say a month, but usually it's two weeks. They mm. get full their amount. Mm in their bank accounts. So the big amounts are through bank accounts, but the smaller amounts are bank accounts and cash. And let me emphasize one thing. We do have global players also participating. Let me just throw a few stats to you. Uh, we've paid out to a total of 219,000 winners, whether that's 350 dirhams, or whether that's 10 million. And as a matter of fact, last year, we had a winner, before we did the game change, we had a winner of 50 million. The largest prize paid out in the Middle East, not just UAE, has been Mazuz. 50? 50 million dirhams actually paid out. Was that as, as you know, because you do 10 million draws, was that a special draw? Good question. We were doing a 50 million draw, but the odds were different. Yeah. Uh, and when the odds are different, when they are difficult, you're not going to get a winner every every four weeks. Mm. You might get a winner every six months, mm. every eight months. It depends on the odds. Mm. So, and it's it's funny because here are we going to do a game change. We're going to announce it on the show. They're going to do a game change, and it's the last show. With the old game design, where it was match six, pick six numbers and match six numbers. And we are going to do the game change. We're going to announce it. Mm. And that's the week we have a 50 million prize. <laughs> and we had gone close to 12 months without a winner. Yeah. And we had done a survey over a course of three months. So this was well into the works. Yeah. We did a survey because we are a very people driven uh, company. The moment you think you are there, you know it all, that's your demise. Mm. The goalposts keep on changing, the markets keep on evolving, and you have to be a people-centric organization, especially in the field we are. Ask what they want. And when we did the survey, over 70% of participants said, you know what, I would rather have a smaller prize, but make it easy to win. Mm. We went back to the drawing board again with the math team. And we said, can we make it easy? What do you mean make it easy? <laughs> well, we keep the same price. Cost of entry, that's already low. One of the lowest around. Fine. Uh, can we change the odds? Can we make it easy to win? 
We did simulations. We did a bit of math on it. I said, fine, we'll do five out of 49. Hmm. And that's easy. Voila. Now, if you're going to do simulations and if you're going to have winners uh, roughly every four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, three weeks, depends on the participation. It's not just about the odds. It's also about how many people played. Mm. Uh, and that creates more chances to win uh, or more chances to come up with the winner. Uh, but if you're going to do that, then you can't keep on giving 50 million. Mm. You have to look. So we did this survey. We asked people, if we keep a prize of 10 million, and uh, but you but make it easy, is that good for you? Or would you rather stick with 50 million and uh, the, the top prize gets awarded because the odds are not as attractive? Uh, long shots. Yeah. Uh, and over 70 people of the crowd said, you know what? 10 million is big enough for me. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be 50. It's a lot of money. It's, it's a lot of money. Yeah. And so we changed it. Yeah. And this is the reason why, to answer your question, uh, the 50 million was actually paid out. And we are very proud of this. You see, we are not into the business of promising big hmm. and then not rewarding it. Yeah. Because you see this globally. Anyone in this part of the world, whereby people will brag, people will talk about big things, but the question is, that has got a very um, um, small shelf life. Mm. You can't fool people. You can't dupe people. And you, you don't want to. It's not a good. It's not way because of trust. it's like you're giving hope to people, but the odds are so bad. Yeah. That it's next to impossible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for you to be able to award that kind of money, you'd rather keep. The prizes, or they are realistic and actually paid. Because right now we have gone on record to say we had a 50 million winner and it was actually paid. So the actual prize ever paid in the Middle East, the biggest one out there was Mazuz. Amazing. Yeah. But that costs money. And obviously with your investment background, you knew your way around capital. How did you go about funding this? Yes. So... First and foremost, I got to pay tribute to, uh, to our shareholders. Uh, we have uh, very seasoned uh, investors. Some of them are actually from uh, the ruling family in Abu Dhabi, hmm. uh, who have trust in what the management does. They do empower us. Uh, we risk manage this on a weekly basis. Uh, we have, I can't dwell too much on the, the secrets of the business, but uh, we have uh, provisions. Mm. Uh, we have a pool of funds. We reserve funds every week uh, that allows us to, sleep, to have peaceful nights. So for us, it's not a question of... Uh, of, uh, oh, let's just announce and then we'll figure it out. No, everything is risk managed. And I come from a portfolio management, from, from the investments background. So, uh, and I have to return an ROI to our shareholders, uh, dividends. So it has to be a profitable business. And our math, our business model from the game design to the nature of the prizes we give to the risk management of it that happens every week, by the way. We manage this every week. Even if we were, we were to have winners every week, we'd be well positioned to pay out. Okay. But that is um, uh, achieved because of, uh, of our, how astute we are for risk managing. For, because remember one thing, it's not us who decides how many winners or what week the winners come out the winners choose those numbers. Hmm. There's an independent machine that happens. Hmm. And we actually have independent adjudicators for the draw. So I'll give you, for example, every ball is measured. There are simulations that happen before the draw that is it working fine? Is it okay? Are all the balls random? Did the randomness come into the picture? Hmm. The machines were bought from a, the industry leader from the US. Hmm. Uh, so we, every step of the way, Mazuz is about 
quality, it's about value, it's about people, it's about impact. Mm. Uh, that is what Masus is all about. And this is why we enjoy the success we've had. Uh, we paid out a bonus last year within nine months to our staff. Mm. I won't say how much and what, but but our staff look, after you. look forward to, to, to coming to work or working. Uh, it's not a nine to five job for them. For them is make it happen. Okay. Now, whether that happens in seven hours or during the day or nine hours, that's, that's for them. To, to, to deal with. But it's just a great feel about it. And that's the reason why I feel very proud because I, I left essentially my investment banking um, or investments uh, background of over 20 odd years. Mm. And I said, now let's do something different. It's fintech, it's emerging technologies, it's new in the region, it's affordable, it's creating an impact. And I'll talk to you about CSR later. But there is so much of feel good to it. And yes. there's so much of room to expand in this that you feel, God, I wish I would have done this 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you still have lots of energy for it. I think it's good timing. But so, Varid, if you explain to me that you had, you had all these departments and this is the efforts, it's kind of like a marketplace in a way. It, you know, it needs to... Uh, it needs to get people on it to use it. It's like e-commerce in a way. You're selling something. Yes. Uh, I would say, okay, yeah, that needs investment because you have to build the tech, you have to do the marketing, you have to do everything. And that's without the X million dirhams that you're giving away. It would be hard enough to make that profitable on the water bottle side, never mind having to pay out 50 million, 10 million, et cetera. So how is it possible to make it profitable? Yeah. Uh, first and for, first and foremost, uh, uh, any brand new business within the fintech space, uh, you talk to other CEOs, other entrepreneurs, and they tell you, yes, the first year is an absolute struggle. You're bootstrapping. Uh, second year, slightly better, but you're still under the water. Third year, you're going to break even. And then on. Uh, you'll see the glimmers of hope, the shoots of your, uh, you know, coming off of what you had planted during the first three years. I think uh, COVID played a big role in where we are. We could have taken a very pessimistic view and said, like any other business, everybody is folding, everybody is shrinking, everybody is not launching new, everybody, people are not committing to CapEx, people are not com committing to new endeavors, things are being shelved, new plans. And the shareholders uh, told us, no, we're going to be bold, we're going to go out there, we will bring hope when there's doom and gloom around. Yeah, but will people participate? That's our job to position it. And to some extent, you might say it was a gamble, but it was a calculated gamble. Hmm. And I think that paid off handsomely to us. And credit goes to our team, to be honest. They, they put, you know, they, they changed the, fa the face, the pitch at which this product was done, the timing at which it was done. Our other partners, we have media partners. Um, uh, we have the creative partners. We have the, the show, the quality of the show, the content, the presenters that we have. I'm telling you, this was a pure, pure orchestra effort with everybody on the top of their game doing the best instrument that could play and the best show they could put. And that has given us to where we are. Now, on the finance side, yes, there was quite a bit of investment that was required because remember, we had never done it. Mm. Um, you learn from people. Uh, you follow your gut at the end of the day, at the decision-making level, you will follow your gut at some point, especially when you don't have prior data. But if it works, you get rewarded for it. Mm. And I think today we're reaping those fruits. The reward of us being bold, of us having sussed out what the customer would require at the entry point that we require. But we didn't know what kind of response we would get. Um, but having said all that, uh, we are making money. Uh, we made money from the first year. 
Wow. It was not, we were not below the water. Yes, we didn't make amazing amounts of money, but we made a profit. That's incredible. And the second year, our profit went up quite a bit. Very good. Uh, and this year, I'll talk about plans, if I, if I may. Uh, uh, you're going to see us come up with different formats, not just the current format. So we've already got, you know, the spanners into the works. Uh, uh, people are already working on those uh, new opportunities. Uh, we, are, we welcome competition because that keeps us on our toes. There's no point um, us uh, swimming ourselves in, in a big, large pool. Mm -hmm. uh, so competition is good. Uh, it's a reality check for us. It, it tells us uh, what is it good that we're doing, what things need improvement. Uh, and if we are to remain the dominant market player that we are currently are, clearly. Uh, because how do you explain having created over 10 millionaires just in 2022? Hmm. When um, some of the smaller tiny participants are struggling to produce one or two yeah. struggling. But let me ask you a little bit done that. about the, uh, it's, it sounds an incredible story. And, you know, with 219,000 or so. Winners, and let me tell you something, sorry. just to add to that, yeah. sorry. 354 million dirhams paid out. Mm. Not promised, mm. paid out. Yeah. Over 354 million dirhams paid out to date. Overall, over the period of slightly over two years, we've done... 31 millionaires, which draw out there at our price range can boast or claim to have done 31. You tell I think, me, I don't think so. I think, I think you're struggling to go yeah. beyond even three. Okay. But just at our price range. But just tell me a little bit about the business uh, decision, right? Because you, you, you're educated in the UK, you'll have known of a national lottery. You know yes. how that's done. It was done on broadcast TV. The purchasing back in the pre-digital age, you would buy it in, the ticket in a news agent. Uh, people, you would see people picking the numbers. It was a very visible thing. So I'm fascinated to see how, because you've had so many hundreds of thousands of people do this, but in a digital way, but then also from a regulatory point of view, it's not labeled and it's not billed as the national UAE lottery yet it it sort of almost is in terms of that opportunity for everyone in the UAE to participate so were, were they strategic decisions that this space needed a digital uh, format and it was quite innovative sure. what you came up with sure so um, I believe that uh, first and foremost remember we're in UAE and uh it's, it's very much uh, like you have all the different Emirates. And I think this space, uh, whilst lucrative, uh, will have, I'm led to believe, uh, a proper regulatory landscape, whether that is going to be per Emirate or that's going to be happen on a federal level, uh, we'll wait and see. But uh, I believe that uh, from what I hear is that it's in the offing and it will happen. And I think it's only when you have uh, that space that uh, you can then uh, go out and the Emirates, the several Emirates or the federal entity, whichever is in, comes up, will then uh, cite um, private games, private draws, and they will then say whether that's gonna be one national like you mentioned, that UK model, where there's a one UK national lottery, but that doesn't mean that there isn't others mm. that are out there. It depends on how far your marketing goes to attract that many customer. Uh, we're ready for that. Uh, we can operate that national lottery if the opportunity comes because of our vast experience and of our user base. We're an industry leader in mm. what we do. Mm. We were the first in the space mm. to do what we are doing. Uh, but it's wait and see for us. Uh, so we wanted the emphasis to be on the people. Hope, dreams, affordable, impact. And so we didn't want to go and, 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 and be known to be uh, from one emirate or by one emirate or 
for the people of One Emirate. This is a global product. It's out of UAE and it's those four pillars that we were talking about that we are addressing. So you don't need to have an Emirates ID to collect cash. You can participate from no. any country. Uh, and tourists but you need to have the ID of that of that country because we have to make sure that we are making the payments to the right person. But a tourist can participate. Absolutely. A visitor to Dubai. Absolutely. If you give us your details and if you put your address in India, and by the way, uh, a good number, between ten and twenty percent of our participate of participants are from abroad, mm. from the subcontinent, mm. intimates, and they have won. They have won handsomely, big wow. amounts. Wow. But it is done through proper banking channel and proper verification and uh, through the usual KYC AML procedures. Mm. And in some cases, if the price is too big, we actually ask the person to come down to UAE. We don't ship big numbers out to whatever. In some cases, we've gone out and even paid the travel cost of the mm. person. Mm. Come to UAE. has to be proper, legit, through the rules of the land. Mm. And that's what we are about. Yeah, good for that photo as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. And yeah, yeah. Let me talk about uh, a bit about demographics because I think uh, the listeners out there might want to wonder. Might wonder. So, um, why is it that we have a lot of Indian winners? Well, let's not make it a secret. Close to fifty percent of our participants are from the Indian subcontinent. Mm. Uh, from that, the south of India plays a big role. And why? Because in the UAE, you have that kind of demographics. Yeah. Close to 20, 20 to 25% of people in the UAE are from India. Mm. Let's face it. Mm. Uh, then we have a big number of Pakistanis who, pay, who play. And I think the number went up because the 50 million winner last year was actually somebody from Pakistan, not India. Okay. Okay, and that created a lot of buzz around around him. He's doing very well. Mm. The gentleman, he was a driver, and now he's owning properties and earning rentals from those properties, and he's for his whole family. Brilliant. Uh, he's done brilliantly as a, as an entrepreneur. He's done brilliantly, by the way. Mm. Uh, so, uh, and then we have uh, Filipinos who participate, uh, and we have a lot of winners within the Filipino community. I'll tell you, of the ten. Winners of 10 million in 2022, five Indians, two Filipinas, and two UK expats. Hmm. So after Indians, Pakistanis, Filipinas, is the UK expats hmm. who participate hmm. and play. No, uh, no Emiratis, yes. Sorry? No, no they have. No. Last year, we had two UK expats winning 10 million each. Hmm. And it was one gentleman... He won it barely two or three days before his wedding. Unbelievable. Gym instructor. <laughs> he won 10 million two days before he's getting married. Lucky guy. It was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> but but the, So the name Mazuz is an Arabic name, yes. but, it, but everyone is attracted to it. But do you have uh, Arab, do you have Gulf diaspora participants? Absolutely. Do you have Saudi participants? Yes, have we have North seen African? a good uptick in uh, local Emiratis. And some of them, whilst they've not won 10 million yet, a lot of them are among the winners of the 1 million second tier prize. Yeah. A number of them. Uh, and even in the raffle, the 100,000 raffle, we've got a few Emiratis winning that. Yeah. So it's been really taken up in earnest. There's a lot of room to grow uh, within the space. And as I said, we'll be marketing this quite a bit. We'll be coming up with different formats, different entry points, different... Uh, um, um, content mm. that comes with it mm. that's going to happen in 2023 you'll see us go to other countries as Mazus or maybe not as Mazus as some other product but we're here to stay we're going to different markets and you're going to hear quite a bit from us over the course of 2023 amazing just a bit on that as well so it's fascinating to hear the demographic thank you for sharing the 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 marketing so far, the awareness, although it's not exclusive to people living in the UAE, it's a UAE-grown business. Absolutely. But have you gone outside of it in terms of acquiring and, and bringing on customers? And if so, where has the focus been or is that sort of a next stage? Or no. Is, is this organic, you know, people... 
Um, I think you've touched on on the nerve there. It, it's largely been organic, mm. to be honest, because the point was that can we first address our own markets? But whilst we were doing that, uh, you would have foreign media uh, pick up the stories, yeah, and they would reach out to us and say, you know what, we've, we're from a state of Kerala or Tamil Nadu or uh, I don't know Haryana, whatever states, and they would say. Yeah, we we found out that we've got a bit of Chinese winner early on. Okay. And then Chinese media came to us and says, hey, we heard that a certain Chinese national living in Dubai has won um, so much money. Uh, can you? I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Mm. We'll give you uh, the, the content for, for that winner. Uh Right. But yes, it is the next thing that you're going to see us do. We're going to reach out and make make the products that we launched this year and the existing product available in other markets. Yeah. Sure. Because it's the demand is crying out for it. Because remember, at the end of the day, when something is made in UAE, it's got a certain credibility factor. When you produced 31 millionaires, not one, not two, mm. 31, people see it. When people get their winnings in a very seamless, time-efficient manner. Mm. None of these things about, oh, if you win, we'll give your money over the course of a year or six months and you'll have to really hassle and it's seamless. What's you win, view? you get your money. What's your view? It'd be remiss not to sort of bring up the topic of, you know, with respect to Islam, what's your view on sort of the gamification part of this? I understand that there's a purchase of a bottle and it's definitely entertainment and fun, but, you know, people don't necessarily associate, uh, you know, gambling on horses or, or national lotteries in this part of the world with, with out of that respect. So how, how do you navigate that and how is it sort of becoming more acceptable? Sure. Uh, you see, UAE is a very tolerant uh, society and mm. I think the credit goes to the leadership here I mean I was here 24 years ago and a lot has evolved and I think sometimes we say Dubai is great and whatever but the effort the willingness the leadership the vision that goes into it is incredible and I think if it was so easy you would see a lot of countries around the world do something similar to what UAE has done but they've not been able to They've not been able to because they don't have that vision. They don't have the willingness. They don't have that, we're going to let it happen. Recently, Sheikh Mo said, Dubai only competes with itself. His mm. Highness, yeah. His Highness, mm. he said that. And when you think about it, it's like, yes, we did something good. Can we do better? Mm. But coming back on the tolerance thing, we don't claim to be uh, having sought and saying that our product is necessarily... Uh, on the Sharia side of things. We don't claim that. But at the same time, we have made something very palatable. You go today to any shopping mall, you purchase something, and at the end of it, you do get the opportunity to participate in a draw. Okay. And that has been going on for the last 20 years. Yeah. I remember going to one of some of the popular malls and you buy purchase. So the concept is you are purchasing something. As a result of that purchase, you are getting an entry yeah. or an access to participate in a draw. We're no different. It's, so it's like competitions, like we run competitions yes. on Love and Dubai for tickets, it's similar absolutely, to that. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and, and again, at the end of the day, it's a participant who decides to choose mm. what they're doing. Mm. They know what we're doing. There's a water bottle purchase, access to participate in a draw, and opportunity to realize your dreams, and us as a company, Mm. Out of our profits, we do a lot of CSR work. A lot of CSR work. Mm. Brilliant. So we're coming to the end, and I always ask, and it's good to have someone with your background in the region and also from a, a capital and financial uh, uh, industry to answer this question. The Middle East is often spoken about as an emerging market. Uh, you know, India used to be, when I was growing up, India was one of the brick and two of them emerged and two of them didn't. So Brazil, Russia didn't necessarily fulfill that promise, but India and China certainly did. Can the Middle East uh, emerge uh, and are you optimistic about the region? 
Uh, I think countries in the Middle East, uh, at least the current crop of the leadership, again, I refer to that, uh, have got that as an objective. Hmm. I mean, you don't launch something as monumental as the FIFA World Cup and pull it the way you've done. And bravo to Qatar for doing that. Yeah, incredible. Uh, yes, there has been a lot of media, um, adverse media, but also very positive media. I was there at the World Cup. I was there at the final. I saw wow. over eight games. Hats it? off to Qatar for what they've done. But then you'll say, before the World Cup, a lot of people around the world say, who is Qatar? What is Qatar? And now it's on everyone's lips hmm. for what they've done and what they managed. We've got the weather cop thing coming up. Hmm. A monumental global event happening in the UAE uh, in a few years' time. Hmm. In fact, congratulations to uh, His Excellency um, uh, Sultan Jabir, Doctor. Okay, for uh, for having been appointed to lead that endeavor. Yeah. So uh, but that that shows leadership. That is not a th- uh, something that a third world would pull. We had one in Glasgow, yeah, uh, UK, Scotland. Egypt actually did the last one, but that's part Egypt. of this region as well. Yes, yeah. yes, and yeah, Egypt, Egypt did the one. Yeah, and okay. Glasgow before, yeah, and the Glasgow before. Yeah, uh, this is the Middle East and countries in the Middle East really showing their capabilities. True. Uh, look at the growth. Look at the estimates that His Highness Sheikh Mohammed put as a target for the size of the economy by 2030. When you put those things into perspective, when you look at, yes, GDP per capita, but is that GDP per capita going into reinvestment, into creating and enhancing the size of the economy? Everything you see here, uh, you name the industry and you will see UAE up there Mm. or nearabouts. Mm from climate-based um, projects to uh, fintech to uh, things which are of a digital and blockchain mm. uh, to financial services, mm. uh, hospitality. Uh, if you're a foodie, when I travel around the globe, uh, sometimes I'm not very impressed with the food I get. Yes, it's nice, but it's the scope and breadth and quality, we're spoiled here. Yeah. But that is leadership. There's leadership in every single thing they do. So I think you're going to see a lot more. I mean, look at bigger, big, big brands out there and you're going to see GCC investors in there mm. from the likes of Paris Saint-Germain mm. to the big chain hotels mm. to big investment banks. Uh, where did the big investment banks uh, seek for help uh, during the Lehman crisis mm. when they needed their balance sheet to be beefed up to attain the banking uh, minimums? Mm. They looked at the GCC. Mm. Why would you look at GCC if it was just a third world country? It's not. It's a first world country. Yes, the population dynamics don't allow it to compare it with the Indias and the Chinas of this world. Okay. Mm. But even when you talk about Europe, Europe is what, 600 million people? India is 1.6 million, billion. billion yeah. That's two, two and a half times India alone compared to Europe. So, so it's not just about people. It's about how fast you're growing. It's about the leadership. It's about what you're producing here. It's about where you stand when it comes to the emerging technologies, the emerging markets uh, in terms of uh, value creation. Yeah. And I think... The GCC is up there for me. Brilliant. Really positive yeah. note. But uh, I could finish it on that. But just your economic outlook for the year with regard to macro factors. Like, is this a good place to be? And can business people in UAE sure. weather the storm? You see, I remember uh, when I'd first come straight out, fresh out of university and the oil price was hovering um, below $20. And a lot of people here the business community, I remember attending one of the meetings, invited, and that was a big eye-opener to me. People were saying, what do we do? Mm. And they were from the resale, Dubai as a, as, as a hub, 
where you come to Dubai, you order your goods, and it's one stop that you'll get your goods. But it was a re-export uh, oriented industry. Look at where Dubai is now. Look, UAE for that matter. Mm. So the UAE especially has proven itself in not just reinventing itself, but now establishing a dominant position in whatever it does or whatever is out there. Mm. It's up there. And I think that because Dubai has proven itself, whether it was the dot-com boom, whether it was the onset of the internet, whether it was the re-export, whether it is global logistics and airline industry, whether it's hospitality, whether it is uh, medical tourism, Dubai has real estate, whether um, whatever challenges that come, you know that the UAE is going to weather it with able leadership, with enabling. Look at the COVID crisis. Mm. Look at how UAE and other parts of this region proved themselves vis-a-vis -vis the first world countries of this world. Mm. Yeah. That, there's so much of proof. And if that proof doesn't build your confidence in UAE, then I think there is some serious problem <laughs> in your mindset or how you approach to business. The best. There is so much going on here. It's a land of opportunity. And I think it's going to continue to be the land of opportunity for another 1500 years, I think. Incredible, really positive. Thank you for sharing the story of Mrs. with us this morning and also uh, the positive outlook on the UAE. Thank Pleasure you very much. It. Appreciate you, you having you. me. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, what an interesting topic. I had no idea that it was such a big industry and that there are other competitors as well. We'll look into this more uh, after that fascinating interview and we'd like to bring on some of the other companies like Ideals who are doing similar in UAE to find out more, but also let us know your feedback. Thank you as always to our producers, Ali and Ali, and also Shahir who brought the sh put the show together. And a big thank you to Dubai Links. We will be doing a live broadcast from uh, Dubai links uh, in Madnas, Jumeirah on the 14th of March. Uh, we had a successful live broadcast from STEP conference last week, uh, but please do keep your recommendations and comments coming in. Uh, I'm really excited to see how many people are interested in Dubai Works and how it grows uh, week on week. We actually have guests booked up until June now, uh, but please do keep suggesting. And uh, as always, it's available uh, to listen to for free on Apple, Angami, Spotify, Podio, but also you can watch the full video behind the paywall for on smashy.tv. There's a free trial, but you can pay uh, 15 dirhams a month if you pay annually or 18 dirhams a month if you pay monthly. Uh, it's available on most uh, smart TV devices. Uh, thanks again and we'll be back next week with a new episode.